I watched the race yesterday and um, well I was thinking of the spirit of the great heart when Lewis was going for it. Um, but welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Formula One is an African Sport podcast here with Grant James and I'm never alone. Nope. I'm joined by Martin Namburo and John of Adolfe. How are we gents? We are good, we're good. We're super, super happy that the race we watched yesterday was one one for the season. You know, yeah. Like I look back and be like, yeah, the USA Texas race lived up to I think expectations a lot of people had. Yeah. So no, yeah. it was exciting. It was it was big. It was big race Texas. It was lovely. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was everything. It was hyped and it it really came to the party. Yeah. I, I think we will definitely get into a race review. Um, there's a couple other themes that we want to discuss. I think like really really big news um, across the racing world. Um, and I guess sad news uh, that. Uh, Diedrich Baderschitz, the co-founder of Red Bull Energy Drink and also the founder of Red Bull Racing, uh, sadly passed away this weekend, hmm. um, 78 years old. Wow. Um, he was ill for a bit, uh, but they said he was also very private, so hmm. uh, didn't make too many media uh, appearances, but hmm. was really, really, really passionate about racing. Yeah. Um, I think it's... It's super interesting, and I know that we have a couple other themes to discuss, but wanna want to spend a little bit of time speaking around this. Um, a lot earlier in my career, I actually worked for Red Bull, so no way, I, I got bro. a lot about a lot of the brand story. Wait, hold on, bro. What what happened? <laughs> <laughs> was it not a good experience? <laughs> no, it was it was great. Um, I, I remember actually um, ba- back in the day, one of my colleagues got an opportunity to meet. Daniel Ricciardo because okay. he was at it was when he was starting at Red Bull yeah. it was during like the Vettel era yeah. so like Red Bull Racing was big and uh, a lot of the things that we were doing at the time uh, was essentially focused around um, the, the sport as well oh, okay. and um, and the team specifically so it was it was really really interesting and like uh, a super interesting place to be but um you got to learn a lot about Diedrich Mateschitz, how he was like the co-founder of Red Bull. I told you guys in a previous episode when I was in Indonesia, I got that crutching Zhang. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, he essentially worked, worked for a pharmaceutical company, took that from the east. So they, they had like this, um, th- th- this little tonic. Um, he thought this was fantastic, took it from the east to the west, carbonated it and created what is um, the company that, uh, okay. it, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal brand story. Yeah, and yeah. as like a founder, it was a really, really resilient guy. Yeah. Uh, but I think what he did for Formula One, um, like the impact that he made, we should definitely discuss that. Right. Like we, we speak about some of the teams and some of the influence and investment that they've, that they've made. So we think about teams like Red Bull Racing, AlphaTauri, uh, but it didn't start like that. They actually started just investing in drivers. They've obviously got the Red Bull Driver Academy, mm-hmm. which has seen, uh, I think, at the moment, uh, eight people who are on the grid uh, in current F1 have some association with Red Bull and the Driver Academy. Uh, so you can already see like, it's 40% of the current grid. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys' thoughts around uh, Diedrich Mateschitz, his influence on the sport as we know it? Yeah, I mean... I, when I remember when I used to watch the Vettel era, and you'd always hear Dietrich's name mentioned once in a while. You yeah. know, like you said earlier on, very quiet guy. You know, he'll be in the paddock a little bit with the teams, but not really trying to make a scene that he's the owner of the team. Yeah. But just to kind of keep things short, he Red Bull are where they are because he trusted in guys like Horner, guys like uh, Adrian Newey and other staff, the drivers, put them through that driver academy. You know, guys like John Eric Fern, former F1 drivers who came through that. Guys like Max Verstappen, people were raving about to this day, mm. and it all 
began with his desire to be in the sport and to really invest not in just one team, but two teams. Yeah. Toro Rosso, which is now Alpha Tower, yeah. yeah. and RBR or Red Bull Racing that we all love and you know love to make fun of and you know just enjoy being part of the sport. So big shout out to him. Very um is I think when I heard the news, I you know it, like you said, I did not know he was sick. It was very surprising to hear. Because usually when someone like this, you know, is about to pass, you hear a long-winded yeah, story. Like, 100%. last year he was sick, he's been struggling with this. But it was very quiet. And mm. I think I know Red Bull won the race yesterday. But I'm, I'm kind of happy they were able to dedicate it. Yeah. And, they, and the team was, you know, especially guys like Helmut Marco, we make fun of him. But they were close. And you could see those tears in his eyes. And they meant something. So, mm. rest in peace, Dietrich. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I don't really want to add more to what you guys said. I think you guys have, have covered it really well. For me... The, the thing that, that really strikes me is that his vision, and you can see like the mm -hmm. fact that he was willing to, you know, he took an F1 team or made, created, created an F1 team from ground up, but just his vision with, with Red Bull and what Red Bull is, because I think very early on, not very early on, but, I, you know, I've been watching a lot about, you know, Red Bull and the company and stuff like that. And, and it's, it, you know, became so clear to me that it's, it's, it's anything but an energy drink. Right. It's everything else. Yeah. And, and, and I watch a lot of like action sports and stuff like yeah. that. And. You know, more recently I was watching, you know, um, one of the most crazy, like, mountain bike competitions, which is sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull sponsorship. And it's like, what they do for sports and the platform they give people, the platform they, they give, it, especially in things that aren't super popular. Yeah. But they give an outlet for people to express themselves. And I think, I think that's, that's incredible from, from the vision of, you know, of one man and, and, and to grow that into what it is today. I mean, that's just incredible. I think what, what a legacy he's, he's left on, yeah. an impression he's left on this world. Absolutely incredible. At yeah. Red Bull, they call giving it wings. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. give wings to people and ideas. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. guy, that Felix Baumgartner, the guy who jumped yeah, yeah, off, yeah. Yeah. was sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, anything epic that, Extreme, has happened, yeah. Yeah. that has happened in the last 20 or so years, Red Bull was there. <laughs> they they enabled it. Yeah. They enabled it. It's it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, big shout out. Yeah. Um, huge, huge, huge shout out. Yeah. Um, and like like you said, Martin, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, cool guys. Um, let's let's look at the the next item, which has been a you know a theme that's come through a few times um, recently. You know the the driver market. You know the the the, the, the chaos and, and the craziness that happens with it. This you know last week we talked about a couple of seats still being open. Um, we found out now that Williams has confirmed that. Um, a young American by the name of Logan Sargent will be will be taking their seat, subject to a super license. Which, for me, I did not know what a super license was. Um, <laughs> quick one: it's basically like a driving license, almost for for Formula One. At very a very specific, high level. At a very high level, yeah. you've got to hit a certain number of criteria. One of them is interesting: you have to be eighteen, which is quite interesting. But it's, it, it's, 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 it's the Max Verstappen. It's the Max Yeah, exactly. Um, but but stop Max. Um, <laughs> No, because when he came in, he was 17. Yes. And they saw this kid, super young. I mean, he. So, just to kind of uh, put things in context, there, there are those criteria, about yeah. six of them. Yeah. The first right now is that you have to be 18. The second one is you have to already hold an uh, international grade A competition license, something that you'd get from these feeder series that F3, F2, F2. Yeah, those yeah, kind of ones. Exactly. Um, you also have to have a driving license, where, you know. <laughs> you have to pass sense. an FIA theory test. Um, now, given how the FIA has been working recently, it could be corrupt and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, and then you've completed at least 80% of each of the two full seasons prior. So like the F1, F2 stuff. And you've at least have scored 40 points yes. in the in the last, I think, two, three years. So he's he needs to have all those together. So Max came in, he was super young, and guys were like, wait, how do we have these kids? You know, So you're going to have 13-year-olds in a one car. <laughs> and so they needed a way to kind of, you know, just make it. You know, something that, you know, like 18-year-olds can at least come in and, uh, you know, compete against kids. You have Alonso against someone who's, you know, 13. Because so he was just quite destructive. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Max was quite destructive initially, right? He was yeah, the guy that, I like, mean, can you imagine handing a teenager 
right. this machine. Right? But he was the guy that they stayed away from. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're passing Max, you go well yeah. around the outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right? what I remember Lewis saying that. Yeah, you have to drive differently when it's yeah. Max. But was, to, to be afraid of Max, a lot of drivers were like that. Guys like Maldonado. And yeah, yeah. Oh, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny Kivyat was another yeah, guy you had to avoid as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sorry, continue. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, so, 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 yeah, I mean, uh, thank you, man. That's exactly that. The criteria is really, is really interesting. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of debate recently because the teams have tried to get American drivers in. Yeah. Um, there's currently a little bit of a, like, a sort of nuance with it where some, some American motorsports don't get as many points as yes. some of the European equivalents. And that's a little bonus contest, but we won't, we won't get into that now. That's um, like the IndyCar. Yeah, and IndyCar like, and right? that, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so so you know, congrats to him. We'll, we'll find out at the end of this F two season if he if he gets enough points um, to actually qualify. Um, but the, the question for me now is is what happens to to Mick Schumacher? Is, yeah. this, is this the end? I mean, that was probably one of the seats that he could have taken. I don't know. Yeah, what what do you guys think uh, of the, of this news and 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 what it means for our dear MSC? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've been kind of combing through Twitter and social media, and um, I'm not seeing the kind of outpouring for Mick. Like, oh, we need to make one more season. You know, it's very quiet, and I, it's a weird one. You People, you you'd assume, obviously, with the name, and um, the fact is also a decent driver. People really want to have him come back for one last season, but it's been very quiet in that domain. Yeah. And I think, maybe sadly, F1 is slowly moving away from Mick Schumacher. Sure. One of the big things Gene Haas, who was the owner of, obviously, Haas, had mentioned that those two big crashes um, early in the season, I think is something that they're looking back on and saying it was too costly for us given perhaps the number of points you've given, you've not been able to kind of make that up. Other teams have seen Mick and probably saying, hey, there's a word alert, a jag, just another guy, you know? He's nothing too special. Yeah. He's good, yeah. but we want something great. And I think the fact that maybe Logan maybe is an American and his sport is now pandering to the U.S. like crazy, of course. maybe that's something. I mean, he's only third in the F2. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's winning this no, thing, exactly. which I find so weird, right? Um, but maybe some stuff we, we don't know behind the scenes. Grant, what's your take, man? Yeah, I think Logan Sargent initially, I thought that he was an exciting prospect, uh, but I reviewed his record, and I mean, it's it's not nearly as decorated as a lot of the other drivers that mm -hmm. um, that are on the grid, uh, and this is his history before F1. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I'm pulling it up, uh, he was uh, third in the Formula 3 championship in 2020. Mm. Uh, the year before, uh, in 2019, he was 19th in the Formula 3 Championship. Wow. Uh, 2021, he was 7th in the Formula 3 Championship. He did quite a bit of racing. Uh, European Le Mans Series 19th, Michelin Le Mans 6th, and then a William Racing Driver Academy. Uh, this year, he's 3rd, right? He's, he's currently 3rd, because it's still on. It's, uh, there's an asterisk to that saying that it's still ongoing. Yeah. yeah. So. And where he finishes the season is also yeah. um, a contributor to how many super license points he gets. That's correct. That's, That's exactly right. the key thing. Yes. So he needs to maintain this position uh, in order to get the adequate super license points to then move into to Williams Racing. Yeah. Um, I just don't want another Latifi. Uh, that's, that's the yeah, worry, right? That's the fear. Yeah. And... I also feel bad for him to a certain extent. Maybe they're putting too much pressure on him. Oh, we need an American in the sport to make this sport do good, good. So he feels he has to carry the whole country on his back. And if like if he becomes a Latifi, it's not gonna look good. It's not gonna look good. So anyway, if he comes through, I wish him all the best. I think he needs to finish sixth or higher, which it looking currently looks like he might be able to do it. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. He came out. Um, he drove a little bit with the, the car in FP one. Yes, I think. I um, so that was good. Just able to get some 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 times in. What? One of the things that Martin Brundle said about him, which I thought was hilarious, he said, uh, 
we, we've got another boy band member. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Logan Tarjan, yeah, well-groomed yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously is, is very interested in how he's perceived. And he said that he's like really slick with the media. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's, uh, yeah, another Lando, yeah, yeah, another yeah. Lando type. Um, is this cool. the, I, I think that, that could question, be good. That yeah, could be cool. That would be, yeah, be, yeah, cool. be quite nice. Yeah, because like, we're this missing a personality dynamic. that's yeah. in the sport. So. I've always been saying F1 needs someone from the hood. Yeah. You know, just bring someone who <laughs> can spice things up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all these kids, are, you know, they're too, the proper, they're like guys like George Russell, too yeah. proper, too nice. So. Media trained, everything. Yeah. They just need a bit of rough. So, yeah, some rough guy. <laughs> I think that it's an important question that Jordan uh, phrased just around Mick Schumacher and does this spell the in for him? I mean, he's out of options. Yeah. Uh, we've seen, we've lost one driver this year, Danny Rick, yep. who does not have a drive next year. Nope. Um, does make up a drive. Uh, I think Antonio Giovinazzi didn't do himself any favors no, the in the car, that, yeah. uh, in that was... FP1 this weekend. So if that's the alternative, maybe <laughs> maybe make sense to man, Antonio. <laughs> hey, hey, man, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> because they... they, they they won't take Mick on for another year because of the costs associated yeah. with running him and that cost-benefit analysis. Yeah. If Giovinazzi does that in one practice, mm, it doesn't bode too well for him. Let's talk, talk of Hulkenberg, though. Yeah, I um, keep hearing Hulkenberg's that, that's name. What, that's, what, that's what the coverage is talking about. What do we think of this? Uh, nah, let's just retire the guy. He's just, too, he's just too ordinary. I just, yeah, I'm not saying everyone needs to be a superstar or special or anything, but you also don't need to be Nico Hulkenberg. You know what I mean? He's just a little bit average. Nick, it's not bad. It's just like I don't think you're gonna get that much, much exactly. Out of him, you know? Yeah. And so he's much later into his career. Yeah. He hasn't been in a car for a while. It takes a bit of time to kind of warm up. I pray Mick does something phenomenal these last three races that we have. Maybe that can get him a seat. Maybe a podium. Yeah, I should need something wild like that. Something <laughs> crazy like that. Uh, make a podium in Abu Dhabi and yeah. come through with the comes through with the the um, the renewal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's 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 move on to uh, I think a topic we brought up uh, last time was the Red Bull cost cap allegations. This has probably been the biggest story that came up initially in Singapore, kind of uh, gathered momentum in Suzuka, and we're still talking about it right now. The big one, the big issue right now is a lot of the negotiations that have happened quietly between the FIA and Red Bull behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Now, with all the anger and frustration of like FIA's oh you know corrupt they're not doing the thing they're used to be doing how do you guys perceive this notion of them doing this negotiation behind the deal because the ramifications of this could be pretty significant mm -hmm. so what's your take on all this this is the last thing the FIA yeah. has to be doing <laughs> quite frankly this this for me you you're on the ropes yeah. you're already under pressure when this news broke everyone was like oh, man what does this mean for the sport yeah and I think you know we talked about I think it was Bernardo who said if, if this is what we're going to do then we're going to go, we're going to, you know, it means nothing than these cost caps. It, it just, for me, doesn't make sense that you would say that these are possible outcomes of, of, uh, of, of breaking the cap. We need to then give out the, the punishment or, you know, say what the, the penalty is. And then you enter into negotiations around that. Yes. I, I don't understand. I mean, it's like being, being on trial and then you get, you, 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 you're told you're guilty and then the, the judge says, so... I'm thinking 10. What do you think? What do you think? I'm like, nah, I'm more of like a five kind of. I'm thinking five, you know, three on good behavior. Yeah, seven. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it just, I, yeah. I can't fathom how this is happening, how, how this is even being allowed to happen, how it's, it's normal. Yeah. Um, and, and our understanding is that these negotiations also had to be paused because of the, the passing of Jiri. But yes. why are they even talking about this? There, should, there shouldn't be a discussion here. They should, they should be quite clear. These are the consequences. This is what's happening. And, and then they dole that out. Maybe they can appeal it. They can appeal or something like that. But they can't be... In, I mean, that for me just shows you how... how I don't know if the word stacked is, but like how... how, how 
unfair Formula One actually can be as yeah. a sport. I think this, for me, really shows how unfair this sport can be because it really is. This is favoritism. Do you, would Williams or Haas have had this they opportunity to sit down around the t- around the fire and have a nice chat about how we're going to penalize you? I think it's. I don't. I don't understand. Absolutely not. It, it doesn't make sense. Is this not Saudi Arabia P- PTSD? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when Max was making all those errors um, and it was off the start, and Michael Massey was uh, chatting to Christian and Jonathan and saying, "Which would you like?" Uh, yes. he was giving them options oh, of yeah. penalties like that a they could yeah. <laughs> decide on hey was it a la carte menu yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. which would you like, like? Um, and it's you're right John I think that it shows the elitism yes. of Formula One yeah. um, and how if you're an aristocrat yep. uh, you get to dictate yeah. um, I mean we, we see it and, and sometimes I'm um, I'm a product of that being a Mercedes fan mm-hmm. I think uh, Toto's got a hell of a lot of pull yeah. in, in the Ferrari as well they yeah. get a lot of pull, a lot of pull. for those who, who I think are listening to or watching Formula One for the first time it's important to understand the magnitude those three teams have in really guiding the decisions F1 have mm-hmm. there's even payout that these Ferrari gets I think Ferrari and Williams yeah. for Ferrari. being in the sport for so long so they're treated differently than teams like Haas and so when I see teams like Haas doing protests on the side or just trying to McLaren trying to protest these things I'm not surprised because they feel like if this was us in that situation there's no way we'd have the chance to pick off a platter do I want this do I want that so it's it's absolutely crazy it's it's horrible it's It's, it's a double standard and like final points on this I think on the cost cap allegations Mm -hmm. they should throw the book at them Um, they really need to set an example here because What's happened is wrong. Um, It is really, 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 really wrong. Um, And it's unfair to all other participants. Yeah. Just just one more thing on that is the the rumors or what's soiling around in terms of penalties is that there's definitely nothing on the table around sort of the driver or the team. I think it's looking like wind tunnel time. And yeah, that's, so it's, it's, I saw that. It's, it doesn't, from, from, what, from some of the, the stuff I'm seeing, it's not going to be anything that we're going we're gonna to be... I did read, though, that massive difference. if they do maybe cut their wind tunnel testing time by 25%, it's still significant because yes. Red Bull have won the Constructors' Championship. Right. Now oh, and they lose. Yeah. yeah, so they have the least wind tunnel testing time already. They're going to lose quite a significant amount. Right. I don't know how bad that's going to be because the regulations next season are very similar okay. to this one. Yeah. So they're already an advantage. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. see. So, so sticking on, the, on, on sort of officiating and, and, and the rules and the stewards, um, I, you know, the next thing I want to just, just touch on is, for me, what I felt was a, a little bit of inconsistent decision-making. Um, and there's a couple of things I'll, po- I'll point to, and then you guys can, you know, you know, let me know your thoughts. So one was Russell's, the Russell incident with Sainz in the first corner. He got a five-second penalty. I mean, obviously, the penalty was justified. Was the penalty sufficient when you think of guys who, like a Gasly, who got penalties later on, got similar yeah. um, time penalties, but the consequence of what Russell did, he didn't do it on purpose, but the consequence of his actions, yeah. you know, were, I think, much more severe. And then one that was completely just surprising for me was after the race, so I'm not sure if many people know, after the race, Alonso was penalized because he had a, um, his, his wing, um, his wing, his mirror, his yeah. side mirror came off while it's driving, so it was unsafe to be driving with that. They normally get, I think, a black and orange flag black to, and orange, yeah. to say, you know, you have to go in and pit and do that. Hass knows um, this. Hass yeah. knows this. Hass actually made the appeal. Yes. Um, but they didn't just appeal for him. They appealed for Perez as well, who we all know had that side front side plate on yeah. his thingy. Front wing. Front wing. It also flew off. He drove for a good number of laps with that as well, which I would deem unsafe. But for some reason, that um, the Perez penalty was thrown out and Alonso was hit with 30 seconds post-race penalty. I, I just find that 
and there's and there's no clarity on why Perez was thrown out and why. Uh, yeah, it's, it's for me. I don't know, guys. I, I mean, it, w- it would be thoughts. it would be fantastic to understand the framework that they're using to evaluate these decisions because it does seem like there's an inconsistency on the the George Russell incident. The uh, I think that like, given how it happened and where it was, I don't know how, how much more he he would have received. It's it's on the first lap. It's the first turn. It's a very like heightened. Uh, pressured scenario, and uh, at that point in time, things were just happening, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually think that Carlos Sainz made a mistake, and there's a there, there's a, a part of that that he also brought on himself. Um, it's I like, don't think so, but yeah, we're, 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 it's we're like going running there. running into the herd um, because he cut across the front of him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. George almost didn't know he, he didn't know anything about it at, at the point where Carlos was there. He couldn't avoid him. Yeah. It, to be fair, he, he was locked up. A, he was no longer in control he, of He was in a very... It's like when guys say, they squeezed me. Like, I couldn't go anywhere. But here the guy is, like, right in front of him. I think Carlos didn't accept that uh, he was second off the start and Max got him into the corner. I think Carlos accepted it. And that's why he didn't try and lunge towards Max. He knew if I could do the cutback coming back, I could probably get him. But, but I see what you're... And Martin Brundle said, uh, said something similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, you have the racing line. Yes, you're ahead. But... Also remember, you're also trying to avoid getting to these kind of tussles. And if there are a lot of cars steaming down, Leclerc did a similar pass later on in the race against Max. The switcheroo in turn one mm-hmm. works perfectly. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's so because there weren't. There was no one else. Yeah. Exactly. Them, right? yeah. But yeah, it's it's tough. George locked up, so you can blame him. Why yeah. did you not have control of your up, car? Because you'd be able to avoid it, just up. like Lewis did. So, yeah, it, it was an interesting one regarding that. Lewis part. was lucky there, though. He swerved right. Yeah, he swerved right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going going talking to, on your point regarding officiating. I think they were extra hard in this race, similar to what we saw in Austria, where they're very hard on track limits. Mm, yes. And I think they're just willing to dish out anything they saw, you know, like hotcakes, just like, hey, anybody gets one. You know, it was like some Oprah Winfrey thing, look underneath your seat. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and so, and I think, but the, the point you make about the Paris situation, I think is interesting. I want to see what the, the, the story, what stories come out this week, if yeah. we get any clarity. Because, yeah, Paris was also a situation. George Russell also had a bit of an issue with this thing. Yes, so. he did. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something they know that we don't. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the, the Alonso Perez thing, I was like a little bit dumbfounded by. Uh, but we're going to get into it. But yeah, that yeah. Alonso accident. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump let's, into let, Let's jump let's into start with it. the race, bro. Yeah. So, so let's jump into the race review. So we're back at Cota, the circuit of the Americas mm-hmm. um, in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. There's something about the spirit of this Grand Prix that I, I know, absolutely eh? love. Yeah. Um, and this has become one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's up there. It's not the favorite, but it's one of my favorite tracks yeah. on um, on the current F1 circuit. Mm. Uh, what did you guys think? Track vibe, race. Is Danny it? Danny Rick coming into the paddock on a horse. Yeah, I think Danny Danny Rick. We'll talk. About, I'll I'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. But to talk about the track and the event, I think ever since the first race back in 2012, there's been a lot of hype for this race. Yeah, Texas. Probably the best place to hold this. The most culture, people who are real motorheads, you know, IndyCar, NASCAR, they're ready for anything that has an engine yes. that can go around the track. The thing I like about this track that's very interesting, they've taken different concepts from different tracks and applied it 
well in one track. Usually that doesn't always work. Mm. Like sector one, the windy corner where we saw Giovanazzi crash, mm. uh, we saw Latifi spin. That's that's similar to the magazine we we'll seen. Yeah. Sector two, the long straight that can invite uh, a lot of overtaking as we saw during the race. And sector three has this interesting corner similar to what we see in Turkey that has like you know three different apexes on one corner. Mm. So drivers are challenged, and they said this is one of the more difficult tracks to go around just because the G-forces are there. Add that with an amazing atmosphere, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal in some weird looking car, yeah. you have yourself a great race. Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, everything about this race was on point, I feel. Yeah, I think for me, just, it's, it's the kind of thing that's just packaged the way I know American sports to be put together as entertainment. Like right. it's just, it, you can just feel that this thing is a show that is being delivered. It's, it's everything's, I mean, little thing or not little thing but weird things like the massive like um that sort of like stand not stand but like that tower yeah, that's that in the, yeah. the middle of the track i mean and people are just walk up the stairs or yeah. get a lift up it, it's stuff like that but you can just feel the energy in the air and it's just and it's a really interesting track yeah and the race was exciting like yeah. it was very i mean it was possibly one of the best races this year it was very very good lots happened and i think it was because of as martin said the way the track is built the way it's all set up allowed for that to happen i i, I really enjoyed this con period it, it gave me a little bit of an energy boost after what i thought would maybe be a little bit of a sort of dull procession into the rest of the season i think that was a yeah. this was this was great this was like okay guys it was worth the it was worth the nine o'clock start time absolutely yeah. it could not sleep bedtime That's, for me but i yeah, stayed yeah, up yeah, yeah. Stayed yeah. Up for that. yeah. Um, i think lewis hamilton said it in one of the press uh, conferences uh, before the race but he said they do it different out here yeah mm. and we definitely saw that uh, I think getting getting into some of it, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and kicking off with just like a qualifying overview, mm -hmm. we saw some surprises in qualifying. I think um, looking at the the composites of this track, uh, that really long straight in the second sector, very high speed bends. We thought like the Ferrari may do well here, mm. but this this would be a Red Bull track again. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of Quali? Yeah, Quali Quali was an interesting one, and just even preface looking at tire strategy from practice. I think teams knew very well. The soft tire was off the books. It was going to work well in quality, but that's about it. Um, but if I can talk about Q1, the guys that got eliminated, guys like Magnussen, Ricardo, surprisingly, Ocon. Um, we saw, we know there's a race with Alpine and McLaren's yeah. going on. To see Ocon, uh, someone who's supposed to take the mantle for the team next season, yeah. going out was not, was not characteristic of what was seen. Yeah. Nick and Latifi. Um, for Q2, we had Albon, Vettel. Vettel, I think, would have done a really good job, you know, trying to get that car through. His teammate did a lot better getting to Q3. Mm -hmm. Gasly, Sonoda, and Zhou Guanyu. And then going to Q3, I think it was very standard qualifying, this one. There was nothing like uh, Singapore where Max couldn't finish his qualifying. You know, it was very standard. But shout out to... No Carlos. drama. No drama. No drama. Yeah. But to me, shout out to, to Carlos Sainz. Yeah, I think they were, the Ferraris were pretty good in this track. Um, I didn't expect them to be as good as you said, Grant. This is supposed to be almost like a Red Bull circuit. But shout out to Sainz. I know Leclerc finished second, Verstappen, followed by Perez, Hamilton, Russell, Stroll, Norris, Alonso, and Bottas making it to the top 10. Mm. So that was qualifying, pretty standard qualifying, yeah. but grid penalties kind of messed the order up. Of course. You know, Leclerc started towards the back of the field, Perez was uh, relegated far further back. So, yeah, pretty standard qualifying if you ask me. Yeah. Interesting to see the, the top three constructors all together. All so together. Both, <laughs> both drivers paired together. Yes. Um, that was quite interesting, um, but yeah, pretty. pretty it, was the, it was the number one drivers first. So yeah, and science, like, science number one, and then Leclerc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, Grant didn't want to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm not hearing that. No, that's that's not true. <laughs> you can just look at the points. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was like looking at um, the race, right, and coming to Sunday. Again, we had a grid that was influenced by a few 
grid penalties. Yeah. Hey, so you had guys like in the Aston Martin starting on the third row. That's right. Hey, Lance Stroll starting fifth, going like, how did I get here? Um, but they actually had a surprisingly good qualifying, right? Aston Martin really came came this weekend and, and replaced like the likes of McLaren um, or Alpine in those uh, in those top spots. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's get into the race, right? Um, and uh, essentially, when when looking at the race, like another like Max Verstappen dominates the yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, firstly, congrats again to to Red Bull. Um, Winning the the constructors. Oh, they did take the constructors. They did actually. Yeah, yeah. We weren't even paying attention. Yeah, we knew they were going to do it. We got that wonderful soundbite you love so much from Christian Horner. Like, Congratulations, <laughs> Max! <laughs> and stuff. You are the world yeah, champion. <laughs> what did he say? You are the world champion. We are the world champion. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. But um, yeah, another another pretty much. Um, they they had to work a little bit harder than they have in the last few races. Um, I think the interesting point was. Quite an uncharacteristic mistake in the pits. Mm. I mean, it was funny. I don't know if it was, it was one of those commentators curse because Martin Bundle was talking about, or it was either Martin or David Croft was talking about how um, Perez has four of the fastest pit stops mm. this season. And they were trying to decide, is it because, one of the things they threw out was like, as a sort of throwaway comment, was, is it because he always hits his mark? So, you know, they, they kind of know exactly where they need to stop. And he was saying it could be that he's more, very accurate at hitting that exact point where he's meant to stop. And that's why his times are always consistently fast. Yeah. But then again, we saw the opposite now with a, which is a really terrible, uh, and it happened to two two teams actually. The the front left guy, shout out to front left guy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he has I'm a job. On Max's second. Yeah. On Max's second. I hope he has a job after this. Remember, I think it was a wheel gun issue. Wheel gun. Yeah. Because yeah, they had to get the other wheel yes, gun to kind of yeah, yeah. pop it in. So. But, but you know. Yeah, I, I still. I, I, the equipment, but you know what I mean. I think I, I think I get John there. Uh, the guy with the front left wheel gun. Uh, Helmut Mark had a conversation. Helmut Mark go ahead. Soon after. This that. is Red Bull, bro. We don't do mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially in the pits. Especially in the pits. But yeah, I mean, what, what, do you guys have anything to to to, to say really on? on the uh, caps off a fantastic season for them. We're we're three races away, but this highlights the Red Bull dominance this year. Yeah. Um, it's. It's funny when a team sets themselves specific objectives and like they just go after them and achieve them in race. This one was particularly strong. Um, I, I think, like you mentioned, the uncharacteristic mistake in the pits. Like a lot of things went away from them this race that made it a little bit more challenging. Like we saw two safety cars yeah. that bunched the field up. Uh, this essentially eight and two to Max's lead. It made the race a little bit more competitive. We saw the the error. So Mercedes went very aggressive with the stop, and we'll chat about them. Um, Max tried to cover it with the stop straight afterwards, and then we saw that error, which was about 11 seconds in the yeah, pits, yeah. Um, which is like seven to eight seconds longer than yeah. any any of the, like the longest normal pit stops at that yeah, exactly. right? Uh, so he came out with a hell of a deficit, and uh, right we, right behind Charles Leclerc. Yeah. We, we it actually made like selfishly uh, it made the Grand Prix really exciting yes. right no, it it's really not selfish bro yeah. I think everybody felt that it's a safe face I, I okay. was there I was everyone there with my Mercedes pom pom it would have been a much 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 more dull yeah. affair because the outcome was what was going to happen probably in any case but I think we caught that in a much more interesting way yeah it, it wasn't as straightforward yeah. uh, which which was which was fantastic I think that also highlighted like the dominance of that the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seeing seeing the seeing 
how Max ate into that lead, like lap after lap after lap. And we were like, when are these mediums going to yeah, go away that from was the key question. <laughs> When are the hards going to come in? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, how was Lewis losing so much time? And I think it was five tenths a second until he passed him. And then uh, after that, he put about a second a lap on him. Uh, but that was exciting. Um, and so was Charles and Max's duel. Like, I actually really enjoyed that. The switcheroo. Um, yeah, but it, it really, really highlighted the, the dominance of Max's specifically. Um, won't speak too much um, about Sergio Perez. Uh, I, I think that the top three w- were probably the most exciting piece on the, the GP for me. Yeah. And, and Sebastian Vettel, but we'll come back. Okay, we'll I'm just looking at these stats, and Red Bull have been on the podium. At least have been a Red Bull driver on the podium every race this season except Bahrain. <laughs> so from Saudi to this point, there's been a Red Bull driver, mostly, obviously, Max. But Max tied... Uh, uh, Vettel and Schumacher for 13 wins in a single season. People say, oh, but yeah, there are more races this season. It's important to remember that Vettel did this 19 races in. The only 19 races in that season. Max has also done this 19 races in. So to go. me, yeah, he's equaled what yeah. his predecessor in that team has done. This is a Red Bull week. Red Bull, I think they have like plans on the side. Okay, let's, let's simulate this failure yeah. during the race. Let's see if we can you know, recoup. They're just doing <laughs> practice runs right, there, right now. We saw this in Hungary. Max did the 360 pirouette yeah. like it was a ballerina. Comes back to, you know, to vanquish the race, do a good job. They love yeah. collecting data. They love just collect. How does the car perform yeah. under a spin? He's just having fun. Yeah. You know? So I have nothing much to say about this team other than. The cost cap thing to me is always adding that asterisk at the end. But no, no, I'm with you. I, at first, I was trying to turn a blind eye to it, but I'm, I'm on the same page now. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, everything that, the, that happens now, I'm like, hmm. Hmm. we what don't know this? what's we going don't know. on. We don't really know. It's yeah. quite blatant, right? We don't really yeah, know. it is. Yeah. It is. Um, but no, shout out to Red Bull. Um, because of the passing of uh, Dietrich, I'll just push cost cap away for this week. <laughs> Let them enjoy this because they deserve it. We've seen expert driving from them. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to talk about the, the team that was actually challenging them. Yeah. We know that Ferrari were taken out early in the, uh, early in the race. Let's talk about Mercedes. This is Grant's team. Grant, Grant is absolutely yeah, so let, let, I, I can see him wanna... glistening right now. <laughs> absolutely. Grant, why don't you just <laughs> take the reins and talk about your team? I'll give it no. to you this time. <laughs> I love I love in these uh, show notes. <laughs> John's put Hamilton giving his fans hope. Yeah. <laughs> his, his one fan. Uh, <laughs> no, so, um, I was bold this weekend. And... Um, I thought, like, Kota's, uh, it's potentially a good good track uh, where Mercedes could perform. Uh, because if you think about it, we spoke about the similarities between this and, like, Maggots and Beckett, yep. Silverstone and the like. And Mercedes ran generally well there. So I was very, very optimistic, and I picked uh, Lewis to win in my fantasy. Oh, wow. uh, I did, I did, okay. I did. So... Um, 49 laps in, I was very excited, yeah. and I was scared, uh, because Max had just come into the DRS zone. But I thought, like, a fantastic performance, mm. because on pure pace, they were the second-best team. Yeah. Um, Red Bull are clear, 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 clear winners at the moment, and we know how good that car is on a Sunday. Right. But it was exciting to see like uh, them come and perform this way in a race, and really go for it. Right? They were aggressive, they were tight on strategy, very decisive in their actions. I think we've mentioned before how good uh, Mercedes has been strategically, and we saw that in this Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was very impressed. Um, I was also really sad, because I thought that this was the opportunity for Red Bull, uh, or sorry, for, for Mercedes to get that one win this season. Yeah, yeah. we all uh, thought and that, Lewis yeah. to get that win this season. Yeah. Uh, maybe there were things that could have gone right. Maybe Sebastian Vettel could have hung out a little bit more, not gone into the pits, slowed Max down. Nah, he's not, not slowing Max. <laughs> <laughs> he's not slowing slowing down. Just, just a little bit, right? 
Um, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was really good. I think we, we've spoken about the incident with George already, but um, um, off the start, uh, I thought that they were they, they actually worked quite well as a team. George dropped off a little bit. Uh, I think he was bogged down by some of the issues that he had, uh, but a really really solid second place. Yeah, I think um, for me seeing, and it, it happened a few races uh, a while ago when, when Hamilton, I can't remember which race it was, but they had a good performance again. He podiumed and he and he had he sort of looked alive again. You know, he yeah. had a bit more energy. Yeah. Didn't seem That's, like they're like, okay, we're trying, but the car's <laughs> is not there. He was like, no, nah, this felt good. Right. That energy was back, and I, I could see it again. He was he was very excited. He it, it was like, oh, it's good to be in the fight again. It's good to be up there. Um, I think that was that was great to see. I, Unfortunate the incident with 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 Jordan in the beginning. It's it's a tricky thing. I think you guys made some very good points about about it. But I, oh, still, I think a very promising weekend for Mercedes. I think they they actually made the most of of, of it. it. It worked well for them. I still, in the back of my mind, worry about can Lewis. And I, there's a deep question, and we don't have to answer it. But it's just in my mind. Ask kind of, ask it, bro. Can, can Lewis come back next year and go through another average season? You know, this is a guy who's had just see, banger after banger of season. I thought you were going to ask a different. No, no. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I'm just like, it, 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 it's, it's a tough thing to do when you're used to being the top dog. To, to just come in and just be average race after yeah. race. I, I just don't know if he's going to... I I don't know. I, I don't know if he can last a full season doing this. Granted, I'm sure Mercedes will make improvements. Whether they'll make significant improvements to become the top team, I don't know. It just—it's something yeah. that just worries me a little bit. I, I think he can. I think he has the the mental will, and I think Mercedes are giving him the—you know—they're feeding him bits and pieces to kind of pull him along. Like, hey, next season can be better. If you told them early in the season with all the woes they had, hey, you'd be—you'd be able to keep that two-second gap to max on a track that favors the Red Bull on what, what they did in Spa as well. I think Mercedes, and the fact that they're going to get more wind tunnel time next season, yeah. they could definitely close that. But kind of pulling it back to this race. Like you said earlier, George Russell was taken out of it, but he came back at the end and got the fastest lap. I don't think anybody knew that. <laughs> People were not paying attention yeah, to that. No, no one was. And I think for them, their their goal right now is Ferrari. Yeah. Can we attack them in this constructors championship? Yeah. I believe they're about fifty-three points behind Ferrari. For them, the hoping signs, obviously, at the start of the race, just kind of takes the DNF. DNF king something. of DNFs. <laughs> so we can actually. I was at six DNFs. Six. Uh, we'll get into that. Six DNFs uh, for Carlos Sainz, but. Mercedes, for this season, they're struggling under the machinery they have. There's nothing Lewis could have done. Yeah. The only issue was they didn't have enough. They had too many laps, yes. and Max was able to capitalize that and even build a, a five-second. I remember we're talking about the track limits thing and hoping that Max could get a five-second penalty. I looked at the end, and Lewis finished the race five seconds and two one-hundredths off. So even if Max got a five-second, <laughs> Lewis would still be second. Um, but it was an interesting race. Mercedes did what they could. Um, I have nothing else to say about them. They they wowed me. They did better than what than I think Ferrari. They could if, if Red Bull were not in this race, they could probably have done outdone Ferrari and probably won this race. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. Grant, you have a lot to be proud of your team, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that it was a good it was a good showing. It's it's positive movements, especially where we move like to, to more of these these sorts of tracks, right? Uh, Toto said that Mexico could be competitive for them. Uh, Brazil could be competitive. Yeah. Mm. Um, and hopefully Abu Dhabi. So that second place in the constructors, uh, looking mighty fine. That'll uh, be, be big if they can that do it. That'll be huge. That'll, that'll be huge. Um, so, so let's chat about Ferrari, right? Um, we just spoke about the woes of Carlos Sainz off the start. Um, I think Shaw saved by the safety car. Yeah, um, yeah. uh, it was... 
So he finished the race third, and if we just do a quick recap on his race, he started the race 12th mm -hmm. uh, due to, he qualified second, started 12th due to the, the grid penalties. Yeah. He managed to work his way back up the field, but once all the leaders had stopped, I think it was, there was a time where Max uh, popped out the pits in front of him, um, and he was a whole pit stop behind the leaders. Yes. And uh, you're like, okay, his race is over now, so mm -hmm. from a competitive perspective, this is a, a, a Red Bull Mercedes thing. Uh, the, safe, the first safety car saved him. Um, I think that was the Bottas incident. Yeah. Uh, the second safety car just brought him closer into contention. And um, it was really good to see the fight in the boy. Yeah. Um, he, he had some fantastic racing with uh, Sergio Perez. We commended that overtake down the inside. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. That was, beautiful. That was swag. I keep um, telling, I don't know why people don't like taking the take inside. Take the inside. Just take the inside. <laughs> Max will always do this. Yeah. Do it too. You leave the person no choice. What yeah. are they going to do? Just take you out. Just no. take, yeah. Yeah. Um, that racing move and then also the switcheroo um, yeah. but unfortunate race for Carlos Sainz especially after such a good um, after such a good qualifying but um, yeah what did you guys think of the Ferrari race yeah I think for sure that as much as he had a, a lot of luck with the safety car I think that woke him up and I think that that fight he showed after that was really impressive because right. I think I can't remember the stat and you guys can correct me but I think it, this is his best finish starting outside I think outside the top yeah. seven place top, or something. Yeah. That's massive. That that shows you that he he's kinda the kind of guy that just leads from the front. And if he's not on the front, well he, he doesn't lead very well from the front either. Yeah. But if he's not, he's gonna struggle. So this this was a good sign for me that look, when 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 it when it's a when he needs to really step it up and work through the field, he can do it. We've seen Sainz do it, we've seen Lewis do it, we've seen Max do it. We're talking about guys who we rate as good drivers, we've seen them do it. It was important that he proved that he can also do it when the time comes. So I think that was, that was good. And yes, he got a bit of help, but that fight he showed, he started putting some good battles, putting on big moves, brave moves against Perez. That was wonderful to see. I think that was really good. And Carlos, man, Mr. DNF, it's it's not his fault a lot of the time, but also like, you know, Martin said, Martin Brando said, you know, you you know, you got, you got no luck. I mean, you got bad luck and then you get no luck. This is yeah. just like, he's just... If I don't he even wasn't know having bad luck, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd yeah. have no luck. He'd have no luck because yeah. it's just, it's incredible. Like, yeah, it, it, remember... Uh, so I'm just looking at the stats. Yeah. Carlos Sainz DNF'd Australia, Imola, Azerbaijan, Austria, and the last two races. The last time he scored points was in uh, Singapore. That's I mean, when he came third. Came third. So, yeah, it's, this is tough, especially for morale boosting. For, for you trying to attain the points your teammates has, for you to come into your team and say, I'm number one. Yeah. I'm that guy. This does not go against no. This goes against your argument Absolutely. in a lot of ways. And so I really feel for this guy. Hopefully, still three races left. Yeah. He's pretty far behind Charles Leclerc now. I think it's almost over 50 points. Um, so that's two, two and a bit races. But uh, I think Leclerc did what he had to do, given the car. He, he made the race exciting. He told Max, I'm not going to make this easy for you. But at the same time, I'm also limited by my machinery. I wish Sainz was there. It would have changed this race in a way that mm -hmm. we don't know how it would have ended. You know? And so would Hamilton be able to you know, even make podium? Would, would Sainz be able to defend? These kind of things. And that's why I think Ferrari, and I've said this every episode, they've denied us a great season. <laughs> they've denied us a phenomenal time and time season. Again. Time, like, bro, when I say Red Bull have had a car in the, on the podium for, since Bahrain, that's... Ferrari are missing, messing up. Yeah. And so... Yeah, dude, I don't have, I have nothing to say. Uh, sure. So, t two questions, yeah. right? Um, do we think Ferrari can hold the number two place uh, in the constructors? Mm -hmm. um, and then the second... Oh, oh sorry. Uh, do we think Charles Leclerc will hold the number two place in the Drivers' Championship? Mm -hmm. uh, because he went back to second this weekend. 
Um, and then There's the second two points. two points between him and Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do we think he can hold it? Um, and then the second piece is um, is Charles Leclerc the number one driver at Ferrari? Sure. It's a painful question. The second one. The second really one. Really <laughs> so 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 with the points thing, what what's tricky is that the two people who are vying for it are not exactly the most reliable <laughs> performers. Yeah. You, you got Charles on the one hand who, on his day, can be a max. Or he can be a Ricciardo. It just depends. <laughs> Perez can just do what can Perez can do a nothing race. You know, Perez can, has many a race where it's like someone needs to tell him, "Bro, this isn't practice. Yeah. You need to actually race." I can't so believe Danny Rick has become the benchmark <laughs> so, for that. No, but you know, you know, like just not delivering what you can. Yeah. As well. But so so the two of them make it such a hard question because they both are just capable of not doing anything a lot of the time or just messing things up royally. It's it's hot. It's really it's really hard to say. I think if I had to neck on the line, I don't know. I, f- I feel like Perez somehow might. I'm might take I'm, it I'm going full energy, Perez, bro. Yeah. I think Red Bull gonna do what he can to make to make him. Yeah. Start giving Perez Max's parts. <laughs> <laughs> we stole. The, we never gave you this part. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are now. By the way. The, the one thing, like I'm gonna I'm gonna close this 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 section up with this one point, but. The one thing Charles mentioned in the in, in his post race interview was the tire deg was too high. Yeah. Um, and this is like a general theme that we've seen yes. um, with Ferrari. How bad has their development been through the season? Because like pound for pound, they had the best car in Formula One when the season started. Right? I think the start was a machine up until Canada. Yeah. You're talking about mid season. They had probably one that of the best cars. Yeah. But it's yeah. Red Bull have come and passed them, and Mercedes yeah. have crept yeah. into crept that window. Right and so. Ferrari is showing me that as, as an engineering powerhouse that needs to think on the go, they're not that team. Yeah, they're not. They're not that team. They're, they're not nimble enough. They just don't know where, right. how to react and, and adapt. And Ferrari, what they did to Vettel, what they did to Alonso, Leclerc, you're seeing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a, do, do, I want to actually answer this, this question. Yeah, that's right. This Leclerc thing. I'm going to be honest. From a Ferrari perspective, it's Leclerc. Yeah. He is, he's the poster boy. It's annoying, but it's, it's, anno- it's true. It's Leclerc. Like... Science has proved over the season, and I've jumped on that bandwagon. I'm with you, Martin. That science is a very good driver. He's probably the better driver, maybe. But in terms of what Leclerc means to Ferrari, Leclerc's their boy. He's the he's, boy. He's the number one. It's so annoying, he's but it's, boy. Yeah, it's the way they talk about it. Exactly. It just post. sounds like he's he's front and center, and then yeah. science can just do his thing in the He's background. the future. He's, he's 24 years old, right? Yeah. Lando's the future. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Let's talk yeah, about Lando. Yeah, we can bring up Lando. So, so let's talk about, about you know, what's happening in the rest of the field, the battle for fourth and, and, and the rest, really. I think any, any other notable moments. Um, I think um, Alpine showed up. I, I was, you know, they, they, had a, they, had a, they had a tough tough day out. You yeah. know, Ocon started very much out of position. Um, Alonso fought really well to get to a good position. Got knocked back. Fought back again. I mean, at one point, he was, he was airborne. Well, not quite airborne, but it's the front yeah, of the car. It was about to take off. It was about to take off. It looks like he was being launched <laughs> up. And he still fought back, got into a good position, only to be robbed yeah. by, by Haas complaining, which I think it's within their eyes to do. 100%. Um, and then, um, you know, you had Vettel, who just absolutely was driving like a demon. I don't know what got into we Vettel. We have to talk it's about like, that, man. The man just woke up and said, you know what, now I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm done now. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to race. Yeah. And I mean that it's just like he was like he had to be. It's like he was late for something. Remember the second race. Remember, <laughs> remember the last race, Suzuka, neck and neck with Alonso. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did yeah, the same thing like with Magnussen. This guy has shown he still has that fire. It's so sad we're gonna see him leave. Yeah. But just end. This is how you want to end a season, yeah. Yeah. not like Ricardo. But anyway, talk about the battle. Yeah, before. Let's, let's go. 
they're only, I think, uh, six points between the two teams. Um, Alpine are currently ahead of uh, McLaren. And as we know, McLaren's being led by one guy and one guy only. That's true. Lando Norris. That's right? true. He was able to gather, I think, six points this past race. It's, it's very sad, man. I the think fact that it's so close is even amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> that only one person is driving for McLaren. Right. Alcon has been a best these past few races. Sure. Our last race was Suzuki. He did a good job trying to defend against Hamilton. We saw that. Um, this past race, just nowhere to be found. And so I know we spoke about this. Who's going to finish ahead? I picked McLaren. I know you guys picked Alpine. Are you still sticking with Alpine? I'm sticking with Alpine. I, 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 it's, after yeah. after the way that Fernando Alonso absolutely beasted it this like, weekend, he was doing it FP one, FP two, <laughs> FP three, bro. He is just so consistent and yeah. reliable. There's yeah. the top six, yeah. which is the top three teams, then Alonso. Uh, you, you just know that's a standard. This guy's in the top seven. <laughs> he qualifies so well, man. Yeah, so he's well. such a fighter, dude. No, he's a, How is this guy? 42 years old, and he's out there. He, he's he's, he's, he's outperforming the car. Like, yeah, I yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's outperforming the car. He's pulling a Russell. He's pulling like an yeah. Alonso purist. No, 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 no. I, 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 I don't want to. I don't think. I don't think he. I, I don't think he's the best driver ever. But he is doing very well. And what he did in this race. With that verse, he faced multiple times, and he still just kept pushing. Yeah, incredible. Okay, so, so one point here, right? Uh, and I think that we would be remiss not to mention it, because we've spoken about how like, Lando's shoulders and his back are sore. You're sore, bro. Uh, because he's carrying... I, I, I saw him at the gym today. <laughs> back day exclusively. <laughs> just to deadlift this team, bro. <laughs> um, but let, let, let's chat about this Danny Rick result, right? Um, I saw a, a social post this morning, and, and he said that... It's actually, this year has been really, really terrible. Um, and it's really tough on him mentally, just given his performance this 2022 season. He finished 16th um, out of a field of 17 races. Yep. He beat um, Latifi, by the way. So let's, we can clap. He beat yeah. Latifi by um, 13 seconds. Yep. But uh, Max beat him by nine, 90 seconds. 9-0, right? He was a whole minute and a half, which is almost a full lap, yeah. right? Um he was, so, so Lando finished sixth. Um, he was 40, 44, yeah, 44 seconds behind, um, behind Lando. I mean, is he, what is he, what? what Two is, pit stops. Th- I mean, it's like he's driving a different car. Yeah, let's, I not, don't understand. let's not forget there was a safety car as well. Yes. Two. Two, Two. safety yeah. cars. I don't, I don't understand what he's doing in that car. Someone really needs to do an analysis on what's happening. Is it his driving style? Is it the car is just not made for him? I highly doubt that. If you paid me the money that he was being paid, I'd figure out that car. <laughs> I'd find a way to drive that car. No, man. I mean, they went out and got him, right? Yeah. So they, they would have had a plan. Yes. I, I don't... I think this McLaren is a well-run team. They would have had yes, a plan. Yes, yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going... I, I would... I'm waiting for the Netflix documentary. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo explained. Explain. We, need, we need to see what happens. <laughs> someone needs to dig into this because something, something's not right. Yeah. Something yeah. is... And it just, it's uncomfortable. We... When we're watching the race and when you put the message up saying, oh, Ricardo's just passed Latifi, I was like, the fact that we even had to <laughs> ma- note that he passed Latifi, I don't know what to say. But. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's sad. Sure. It's really sad. Because I, I really like the dude. I like them too. And uh, I would love to see him like in Formula One. And before, I think that he, like I've said this before, I'm a fan and I think he brings so much to the sport from a yeah. social aspect. Yeah. And as a new viewer, everyone is drawn to this guy. 100%. They're like... We love Daniel Ricciardo. He's so awesome. Uh, but it's also a, a, a results-driven sport. Um, it is. And it's, yeah, these results don't, uh, don't speak for him. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a good recap. But 
I think the segment everybody's been waiting for oh, yeah. is what our donkeys and goats of the weekend are. So let's start with Donkey of the Weekend. It is the award given to the driver. It could be team, personnel, entity that performed rather poorly. And uh, John, why don't you start us, start us off with your donkey? I'm curious to know who it is. Um, so, so, so baby donkey would be, would be the, the man we've, we've given enough airtime to, to yeah. Ricciardo. I think it's quite clear. But I, I think for me, it's this, this inc- for me, it's this incident that happened post-race. The race two was an FIA. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a little bit... I just find it weird, this whole Alonso and Perez thing and what they've yeah. done and the, the fact that they feel comfortable enough to say, like, oh, we got, we got an appeal for these two incidents that were very similar, but we've just chosen to... We've chosen to deal with this one, but we're just going to ignore this one because, what, one is Red Bull and one's, one's Alpine. I don't know. But for me, yeah, I think the race towards some... And you guys have made some good... I mean, you made some good points earlier about, you know, maybe it wasn't inconsistent, but maybe they're being harsh in this race, but... And, and whatever, but I, I don't know. I just that's that's for me. I'm not happy with 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 what they've what they've put out after this race. I think it's a bit weird. Grant, let's that's hear who your one. donkey is. <laughs> so I I did some research on this one okay. um, <laughs> and uh, went into some of the stats, looked yes. at the data, and um, I thought that this guy rocked up to the weekend looking cool. Yeah, like mental health is in a good place. He left one of the high-performing teams lost. Oh, boy. Okay, and, I know what you got. And uh, he drove into Austin on a motorbike. I thought he was looking damn cool. He qualified in 10th, and I thought, okay, yeah. maybe he's got a shot at points this weekend. He didn't score any points. He DNF'd. Does he happen to be from Finland? <laughs> he, he is. Oh. <laughs> I wonder who that may be. His... Um, He's also the number one driver at, uh, at Alfa Romeo. His <laughs> name is Valtteri Bottas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, yeah. This guy hasn't scored a point since... Canada. It's since Canada. Canada. I'm Canada. looking at it right now. Canada. That is crazy. And when I used to hit on Alpha and uh, whatever, the other Alpha, low-key, yeah, yeah. this is the guy I was secretly targeting. Sorry, yeah, Grant, anyway. continue, please. In 11 races, Bro. he's Canada. gone without scoring a point. That's right. That is... Insane, and, and and it's hard to see, especially given the uh, the, the one lap pace. Um, I think another uh, another donkey um, of mine, and this is more like a baby donkey, and like a bit a bit of a a bit of a shame is Lance Stroll, because um, I thought that he was having a great race. Phenomenal. He was having a great race, and he was on it, um, but he should have given that position up yeah. to um, to Fernando Alonso. Oh, he un- caused what was like a huge accident. This guy almost took off. If his car had flipped over, it. It, it could have been quite serious. And where that accident happened, Alonso was really, really lucky to not hit the corner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ba- baby goat for me then. You guys, like, you were looking at my notes this morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ricardo goes without saying. We spoke about him. I'm not yeah. going to add lay into him anymore. Yeah, Valtteri Bottas has crept underneath the radar. <laughs> and the only thing we remember him doing that is notable this season is posting nude yeah, in yeah, a river. That, that's... Uh, <laughs> And that Maybe was in Miami. Issue. That was the last time we, we spoke about Valtteri. Yeah. But he's quietly not been getting any points. And nobody talks about this. So I wanted to bring this back up so that people know. <laughs> just to resurface this thing. Yeah. He says in the better headspace, that's great for him. But as Grant <laughs> said... For you. Yeah. <laughs> but Grant said, this is a results-driven league. Hopefully he improves next season. Obviously not in the best car. But your teammate is showing... He's able to, he's able to compete with you. Obviously he's not able to finish races, unfortunately, because yeah. the car is just whack in general. But Valtteri, I don't know what you're providing this team, to be honest with you. You're number one driver, maybe because of experience, maybe because you came from a great team. 
but let's let's see a bit more. You qualified tenth. That was great. I know he struggled qualifying these last two races, but yeah, he's my he's my donkey of the week. I mean, yeah. Today he just lost it, right? I mean, that, yeah. the race he just lost. Yeah, he's the only he person said, that just lost he it. He just said he said I just lost it. I mean, what do you mean you just In lost the it? <laughs> Find it, bro. What do you mean? And That's like a practice mistake. Yeah, you know what I mean. I lost the rear. I just lost this the. This reminds me of uh, Catalonia. Carlos lost the car into the gravel. <laughs> The hate Carlos got, I remember, man, I almost started crying on his behalf. Voucher <laughs> losing, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh okay, okay. Nah, I don't like that. So, uh, on, on, to, on to... Yeah, so let, let's go on to, to the GOAT of the weekend, guys. Let, let's talk about, you know, and again, once again, was it a team? Was it an individual? Who, who do you guys think, you know, did the right things and did it consistently? You know, it was just fantastic. Mine is weird, bro. Okay. And this no, goes like against it. everything I've I said like in the past. I like it. I'm gonna go with the uh, stewards in the FIA. Ah, okay. Yeah, they. I know. <laughs> in the last race, you gave them the the, the donkey. I think what we saw in Austria was unusual. You gave them the the donkey now as well. Yeah, I also gave them basically. Yeah. <laughs> what we saw in uh, the last in Austria was unusual. They were really penalizing people for track limits. I think this race they were just handing out, and it felt like things were a bit more fair. Obviously, you you gave a good point about uh, the Alonso situation in Perez, but I think the fact that they were showing us, hey. Gasly, we don't care how you served your five seconds. Go back and serve <laughs> anything. I like that. I saw that it's perhaps better to be more willing to dish them out yeah. than quiet or, and, and, and inconsistent. Right. The fact, but the only thing that bothers me with the stewards is every race, they're new stewards with different philosophies of how to do this thing. Yeah. So we're going to see this inconsistency. That's true. They should err on the, the side of, hey, let's just give these things out a bit more. Obviously with great rationale. Yeah. yeah. They so, change out with the race director now. So we'll yeah. have one race director as opposed to them alternating one right. race director to see through the end of the season. Right, so yeah, he got, he's got, they have my little award for the go to the And obviously, we, I think the drivers did what they expected. Yeah. Vettel, by the way, sorry, I can't believe I yeah. forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. this guy, bro. Yeah. Two races in a row, just putting that, overdriving his car. But yeah, you guys can talk about it. He's got the uh, Alonso effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mine's like straightforward and, and probably to character, Mercedes. Mm. Uh, okay. I think mm-hmm. as, a, as a team, as an organization, like to see them back in the fight, and specifically Lewis, where like everyone felt like he could win this race. That's very, very, very far away from uh, Saudi Arabia earlier this year, which is fantastic. Uh, and then also, like uh, Baby Goat would be um, uh, Vettel as well, yeah. uh, because he's got the Baby Goat in him, right? Yeah, he's got the little dog. He's yeah, got yeah. the Yorkshire Terrier, <laughs> <laughs> German <laughs> Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's really, really, really good to see. That's good. Um, I think for me, it would be Shaw. I think... Um, Interesting, okay. Yeah, I, I know I know. it doesn't seem like he did a lot, but I, I think this was a big deal for him. Yeah. I think for, for, for how much trouble or how much he struggled um, a lot of the season, that the opportunities is wasted, the, the situations where he, he's sort of been hard on himself, I think it was good to see him take the opportunity he was given with both hands and say, you know what, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to make sure that I recover from this position and actually make the most of it. Yes, it was handed to me, but I, gotta, I still got to make the most of it and still yeah. got to race. So yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that for me, that, that, that desire to the fight, to, to fight that, that's what makes him the go for me, so that fight. Because I was worried that that was gone yeah. um, because of how things have gone. And, and, he, he, you, and, I, and I watch a lot of those, or I see a lot of those post-race reactions and interviews and stuff. And he was, he was sounding a lot like very down, very beaten and stuff. So, so it was good to see that yeah. He, he could he could back the trend on that. It's a confidence booster. It's a conf- it's a big confidence. Hundred percent. And I'm excited to see how he approaches the next race, right? Yeah. So we're done with those segments. Yeah. We're on a back to back weekend. Yes. Um, it's fantastic. We love it. Mexico GP up next. 
Um, it's obviously Checo Perez's home race. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see his dad at the track again. Oh, um, have maybe, to. Have maybe to this is maybe this is the race that Red Bull give to him because uh, Mexico may have a have a public holiday. Checo wins. But um, what, do you, what, what do you guys think? I think it was an exciting race last year. Matt ran away with it. Yeah. Nose finished second, but Checo was catching him. Uh, what do you what do you think's on the cards for Mexico 2022? Yeah, I think. Listen, I think Max is going to win this one. But what? What something that really gets me about last season, and I think this is why I actually conceded the championship to Red Bull last season, is when Bottas qualified on pole, Lewis second, and Max beats them to the first corner. That I think infuriated Toto quite a bit. Yeah. It probably was a big reason why Bottas had to just leave after that. <laughs> I really <laughs> think that was it. Your, the championship was neck and neck, neck yeah. and neck, neck and neck. Bottas in a great position. If you're gonna allow Lewis through, do it. Yeah. Don't allow it. Max through, and Lewis is right behind you still. <laughs> It made no sense to me. But he was round the outside. Yeah. But you're in front. You have the rear view mirrors. The only person who can say I didn't have rear view mirrors was Alonso this past race. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) last, yeah. So anyway, Mexico's a great, great atmosphere. Man, these people love, love sport. It's an interesting track. The track actually goes through a stadium through as well. And so. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a baseball stadium. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So super excited, super excited for this one. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be very exciting. I think the the Mexican fans, just the energy. Yeah. Again, they're going to be nuts. You're going to see some. Some of those wrestling masks. Yeah, that's very much there. You're going to see those. You're right. going to see people go, let's see if Checo can do something. I know you said Max going to win. That's very likely, but let's see if Checo can do something. Yeah. Um, some, some massive straights on this. So yeah, a lot of straights on this some, track. Some, you know, so. some Red Bull. You know, Red Bull, Williams, again, could be, could be, a, could be a, possibly a good day for them. They, you know, they've got yeah. quite, quite a lot of straight line speed. Alpine, yeah. Alpine, a lot of straight line speed. Yeah, so, three, three DRS zones, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So let, let's see. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be very exciting. I hope it, it follows off the back of a very good um, Texas race. Texas yeah. race. Yeah, it definitely looks like a, like a Red Bull track. Let's get some race predictions. I already said mine. You, you, say, you, say, yeah. you guys know you me know right now. Um, Ma- Maxius. Yeah, Maximus Verius <laughs> Verstappen. <laughs> I think I think the pressure will be too much for Perez. So I think I think Max Max won um, Perez third, and I think Damn. maybe a Ferrari in the, in between. Them. Okay. Um, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, so sure. No, I don't agree. The thing is, doesn't finish, bro. That's my problem. If he did, he'd vengeance. Finish. It's gonna be vengeance for him. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, he's made me do this. It's Max. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> Max is gonna win this one. Um, I'm actually gonna go Red Bull one two, um, and then uh, Shaw third. Mercedes. Um, uh, they don't have the straight line speed yeah, for a track. What about Spa, guys? We saw them compete. No, they can do track. it. They can do it. No, I mean, look. They could surprise Yeah, they have a very they, good they could, they could surprise they us, could surprise but us. I don't want to. My, my expectations. I want to lower my expectations. because I've You guys want to hurt himself. I, I'm, hurt I'm going. <laughs> Max, for my brain, yeah. then Sainz and Russell. Okay. Yeah, so Russell's going to make an appearance. Russell's he's been quiet this yeah, past few races, he's going to make an appearance back. So, so that's it for today, guys. Um, looking forward to like reviewing after the Mexican uh, Grand Prix and uh, sitting around a table and talking about a sport that we all love. Absolutely. See you next time. Cheers. Yes.